RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we are here in Dignitary Studios today. Uh, Lawfather HQ is taking, taking a break because I have some special guests with me today, uh, Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin. And we're going to get into politics, something that I don't necessarily talk a lot about. Uh, what you're going to hear this week is part one of talking about the Capitol building, where we are as a country, and how we can have a discussion, right? How, how do people that are on opposite sides, Republican and Democrat, how can you have a discussion with each other? And how do we get back to having that ability? So, so take a listen to part one of the conversation. Uh, next week, we will have part two, where we dive a little bit into the social media aspect and the shutting down of Donald Trump's social media. With us today, we have DJ Eakin. And uh, DJ Eakin, uh, if you can go ahead and say hi. And no. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I, 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 I thought you were going to go to the whole describe yourself, and I was like, I don't even know how to. I'm, uh, I don't know. Just having a good time out here in these streets, man, you know. I, I like to go by the, the moniker of Tampa's most connected DJ. And now, like, I've met you now. So the connection, you know, it just it gets it gets a little wider. I it, like that. It gets bigger and bigger. And, and I apologize for stepping on you there. I, I'm not used to necessarily having uh, guests in the studio and on the podcast. So I appreciate you guys being here today. One of the things that I talk about a lot is that on the legal side of things, we're dealing with the extreme negatives. Right. And, and we're breaking down these really bad situations and brought you guys in here today to really do the same thing. Don't really get into a lot of politics on the show. I don't necessarily feel like it's my place as an attorney to get into a whole lot of politics, although it's a really good platform to get into some political things. Uh, and there's been a few things over the last few days that have uh, really, I think, necessitated the need. Uh, Ian, you and I have talked a lot about politics. I think it was on your show the last time we did. And Ian and I are on different sides of the spectrum. And DJ Eakin, I think uh, from listening to some of your stuff, I think we are as well. And I just really want to take an opportunity for all of us to sit down and show people that we can have these conversations. We can talk about what happened at the Capitol building. And I think no matter what side of the fence you're on, you go, at what point did these people, there's a guy from Parrish, at what point driving from Parrish, Florida to DC, did you go, this is a really good idea. This is something I should do. Right. So I think both sides of the fence can can get on that. So, you know, I'll, I'll kind of toss it over to you and start from there. Well, first of all, both sides of the fence is tough for me because, you know, both sides of the fence can be Democrat, Republican. It can be white, black. There's a lot of things that can be. OK. Right. Um, and I find that we're we argue about certain things that I don't think there should be two sides of a fence. OK. <laughs> Why should it be two sides of a fence for a bunch of hoodlums? to go to the Capitol building and storm it. What other side is it? I don't, uh, to me, there's one side to that. And whether you're a Trump guy, and listen, I, I, I have a podcast myself, it's Flavor in Your Year. It started off talking about the Kardashians and stuff, and since Donald <laughs> Trump came into office, Kardashians are just not interesting anymore. <laughs> Donald Trump is interesting, and our world is interesting. So to me, I, I think it's okay to vote for Trump. I really do. I didn't. If somebody else votes for Trump, that's cool. But when you're, for me now, if I think you're idolizing him, I, I want to ask, what are you grasping onto? I, I don't understand what people are grasping onto. And anybody that would have his side for what he did the other day, once again, there's one side of that. You incited a riot, and we don't want to get all into if they were black. We know if they were black, that wasn't going to happen. That's not, you know, that's that's just the American way. If five pe black people congregated outside the Capitol building, they would have been done, okay? They may, not, they may not be living right now. We had people opening barricades and, uh, you know, security guards trying to say, you know, for us, putting their lives, you know, in jeopardy. And all for what? I just don't understand the basis of this. And I don't really understand what Donald Trump was trying to get accomplished other than what happened. It, and I agree with a lot of that. And I'll tell you, I voted for Donald Trump. Okay. okay? And, and those of those of us who have voted for Trump who aren't that I'm going to die in the sword for him have been silent. Right. And it was all that way through the election. And, you know, I had neighbors who 
would put signs up and the signs would get stolen. And I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to put a sign up. I'm just going to do my little thing. And here's the, the crazy part about it is I actually like Biden, right? But what scared me with Joe Biden was the AOCs, the, the, that far left and the influence of them. So that's what scared me. Now, Trump also kind of made me hesitate also, but I go, there's enough in that party that can keep him under control. Um, clearly, I was wrong. And from the moment the election was done, I can tell you, I can't stand behind one thing that President Trump has done. Okay, so that's where I sit on things. Uh, you know, I, I would say I'm Republican with some leaning Democrat things. And I was watching 60 Minutes last night. I don't know if you guys caught it. There was a, a senator, I think, from Maine. And he's an independent. And from listening to what he was saying, he goes, I take a little bit from the Democrat side and I take a little bit from the Republican side. And I just kind of take this path right in the middle. Right. And I'd say that's more of where I fall. Okay. So Ian, I agree with you that I can't stand behind what's been going on. Do I really know if Trump incited the riot per se? I mean, we have a lot of people who are adults who made a conscious decision. So is that necessarily on him? Should he have said different things? I don't know. Ethan, what do you think? Um, that That's kind of where it becomes, like Ian said, when you, when you start looking at two sides, right? People, you immediately make it two sides with that. Because from, if, if I'm up there and I say any of the things he said, and, and even not even, let's, let's go back to Rudy Giuliani. There's, there's, there's no gray area that what he said incites a riot. There's no gray area there, right? And yet we give these guys TV time all the time. We give these guys time on, in government facilities all the time, like it's okay. You know what I'm saying? There's not a gray area to that for me. And, and, and I think that's the problem you have that we have when we have these conversations to where they quickly go in. And Denzel Washington said this a long time ago. I, I watched him nowadays, right? We, we don't, we don't, it's hard for us to do the news anymore because we don't really do facts. Like you'll, you'll start with a newscast. You're the guy. You'll start with a newscast. And then right after you do it, here comes me and Ian. And it becomes opinions, right? So right after that, we're done with what should have been all we were doing, dealing with, which was the actual facts. You know, the actual facts, I've had people tell me, Trump has done this, 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 and this. Okay, I give, I, I'll give you that. If I do my research, I'll give you that. But once I get to this, this, and this, and this, these are facts too. And it's like people just want to look right past the facts. Like what this dude said, it was wrong. There's no gray area there. You know, so there's no gray area for people pushing down a barricade and smashing a police officer. There's no gray area for people mashing that police officer in a door. There is not a gray area for when black lives matter went to DC, the steps were covered with security. These are things that are not gray areas. And I think that's where we're having a problem with these discussions because like Ian said, we start making sides to me where it's convenient. Like right. some things are just right and they're wrong. Like, like if you're outside right now and I back into your car and you weren't in it, there's no gray area. I hit your car. You know what I'm saying? There's not, a, I can't go, well, you know what? If you hadn't a park there, dude, I'm in a parking spot with two lines. <laughs> it's, there's no gray area. And I think the gray area keeps coming in when it's time for it to be convenient. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like Rihanna Taylor in the house. And let's, let's do all these gray areas about what she might've been doing. She was home in the bed, dude. Like she was home in the yeah. bed, but it's like, when it's us, it's like, there may be a gray area. The little kid who got shot. Well, I wasn't sure if he had a toy gun. But meanwhile, I'm watching a video where a dude is shooting back at the cops. Yeah. Dude, I watched a dude get shot on video. I watched a dude with a gun to the cops on video. Shot at the cops. They shot him. He fell to the ground and he still didn't put the gun down. No more shots. These are not great areas. And that's and that's where these discussions, it seems like it's a and, and I guess just for me, you know, I'm not speaking for Ian or anybody else. These the gray areas become convenient. And that's what it seems like everybody's doing when it comes to Trump. Like, you know, what I'm saying like president aside, the things he's doing to represent the country, dude, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, And I agree with that. And, you know, it's. How much value can we all put on one person's words? And, and when do we go? And I don't know how many people were at the Capitol. I, I don't know the number. But when do we go? You as an adult should have known that that wasn't right, irregardless of what he said. And I want to kind of touch on something I want to talk about in the second half of it is, don't we want, wouldn't we want our politicians 
to to have a voice that we all can hear so that we know what's inside that guy's head so that we know when it comes time to vote and we know what's going on what is he truly thinking versus you know and i'm a little young for the for a nixon example right but from what i understand nixon was kind of doing it behind closed doors right yes it was recorded and i believe it was recorded secretly right and that's how we found out but don't we want to know what's in their head versus just kind of keeping it quiet and going you just shouldn't say that ian what do you think Yes and no. Okay, I would say yes because, like, for myself, if somebody's racist, I'd like to know they're racist. Unless, because if, if they're not showing me, then I don't know what they're doing behind closed doors, okay? So to me, Trump's a racist bastard, okay? That's me, okay? That's my opinion. If your opinion's different, that's fine. But yes, I'd like to see it. But when you're the president of the United States of America, you say, don't those people have to be adults and make their own decisions? He has too much gosh darn power, okay? He's the president of the United States of America. He can say what he wants, I guess, other than breaking the law, which he was very close to doing. But what scares me is that he can have that much hate in his voice, and there's still people that back him, okay? That, that scares me. And what you said earlier about, you know, Biden and liking Biden, well, it's hard not to like somebody after Donald Trump, for me, okay? Anybody sure. would be likable after Donald Trump. And if you say, well, I'm scared of the far left, all right? You know what I'm scared of? The far left, the far right, uh, Muslim extremists. Now, when you go to the middle of all those, there's good people. That's true. In and I agree with them, that 100%. In all of them, okay? And it drives me nuts what I see. And unfortunately, it's a lot of Republicans. I don't want those Muslim people. Stop that now, okay? It's yeah. 2020. That's some racist shit. Stop that, all right? Muslim people are peaceful people. Now, if you just keep on looking at the extremists that are doing things, well, you know what? There's a lot of white extre extremities going on now as well. Actually, look at statistics, and there's a lot more white people killing people in, in the United States than Muslims, okay? And I think people gloss that over. Like Egan said, okay, you're just going to make that gray because you do— but I, I watch CNN, uh, MSNBC, I watch Fox News, I watch all of it. And one side keeps on bringing something up, the other side won't bring it up. And I am not a Democrat. A, a lot of ways I think they're pussies, okay? <laughs> and I am not a Republican because they're bullies. Yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. Sometimes I listen to Republicans say and I go, I get that. Like, I'm not for just giving everybody money when times are tough. Now, it's a different situation now. I think people deserve some money right now, okay? But in the past, Democrats just want to give money away. There's something to working hard as well. So for me, with, you know, what's happening in our world right now, like you said at the beginning, I think there's some educated people, and then there's 10% on both ends of, that are the extremists, and that's who's messing it up. Right. I don't think the average Republican's a bad person. The average Republican's not going to break into the Capitol. I really believe that, okay? And the average, like, when Black Lives Matter, they see a bunch of black people, and five black people act an ass, and then it's everybody. So I think that's part of our problem is the media. Is the media, they'll show the same scene over and over and drill it into somebody's head like black people are scary. And that's what people are absorbing. And I think that's part of what's wrong with our world right now. Uh, I'm in the media, and I, I'm, a, I'm a sports radio show, so I don't talk politics. But I'm watching, and I, the, the media is a major part of the of the problem. Yeah. And just to jump in, here, here's here's part of my issue with him. I come from being a military dude with a top secret clearance, so I'm pretty sure the president's clearance is pretty high up there, right? Right. Not so much, like Ian said. I, I know that there's all you watch one episode of Scandal, you know, it's all kinds of craziness going on in the White House. We know things can be fixed for media guys like us to get a skew on how things should be. But when you got a dude that seems this unstable, right, like he'll get mad maybe and be like, he might call the Russian dude and be like, you know what, man, I'm mad today. Here's what I'm gonna tell you about us. That's the dude that that bothers me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude really got secrets that affect us as a country, period. You know, so when you when you that volatile like he is. Like, I'm just going to do something. For all I know, Trump might tweet something that we ain't that the world ain't supposed to know. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not, again, I don't want, I want to know as much as I can about my government. And I probably have done as much learning about my government in the last two years with having the DJ Aiken podcast and the things that we just have dived into and the people that we've had on the show, right? And it's been great for me. I've learned some stuff that I probably should have learned years ago. But to have a, like I said, 
yeah, I do want to know what's going on, but I don't want to just be like, because I'm mad today, I shout the, I shout country business out to the world. Right. If I, if I can put it that way. It, and I agree. And, and I think that country secrets are one thing. Cause it doesn't tell us what's going inside somebody's head. Right. So yeah, we should absolutely keep those out. But I, I just think that I want to know, I want to know what this guy's thinking or this girl's thinking, whatever the case may be. Right. Right. Wrong. Indifferent, bad, ugly, terrible. I want to know what that person's all about. I don't want that, that kind of uh, veil to hide behind. Um, but to, to move past that a little bit, because, you know, we've talked about everything, everybody's on, on separate ends, right? It, it, what, I shouldn't say everybody, right? That, that's a gross generalization. But it seems the way the media portrays things that we have this big two sides of the thing and Biden comes in and says, hey, I want to unite people, okay? But then we have Pelosi saying, hey, we need to remove Trump immediately. We have nine days left. Mm-hmm. Nine days, and I believe Congress is not in session right now. I believe Congress is in a recess right now. So we have nine days that really nothing's going on. And why are we taking it and going, hey, let's create more, more divide between everybody by saying we should impeach him, right? We're not saying that there's a year left, right? If we had a year left and this, and this happened, maybe it's a different story, right? But aren't we creating more of a rift when we're talking about nine days left? And, you know, that's kind of the rhetoric. First of all, Trump's not going nowhere. Okay. We've been, not we, the country has been talking about getting rid of him for four years. Okay. Donald Trump does something every two weeks that we think is so heinous that he should lose office. He really does. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of crazy stuff. Um, whether he's been impeached once already, and they're like, he's the first guy to get impeached twice. I really don't care about all that stuff. And to answer your question, why are we doing it now? It's fear, okay? It's fear that he's a vindictive man, okay? That's, if, if you argue that, then we can't have an education. We, we can't have a, a good conversation, okay? I really, he's a vindictive man, no doubt about it. If you don't love him, he hates you. That's fact, okay? That's a fact. You know, you know who he loves? People that stroke him. That's a fact as well. Yeah. If you say Donald Trump's a cool guy, he likes you. That's it. So it's the fear part of it of what he may accomplish going forward. And for me, I think, and I think I like Joe Biden too, okay? I think he at heart is a good person. I, I just, I don't know him. I just listen to what he says. Donald Trump is to a point now where I'm 155% sure he doesn't care about the American people. You know why I say that? Because you just incited a riot. You sat there watching on all your monitors, people breaking into your building, and you didn't call the National Guard, okay? I believe Pence had to do that, all right? So you sat and watched it while your American hardworking people were dying and getting hurt, and they were demolishing your building, and you sat and watched it, and you snickered. I got a problem with that. That's very un-American to me. And moving forward, you know, like Ekin like, uh, was saying earlier, we don't, he's so volatile, we don't know what he's going to do. And when with so much of a vindictive personality, he doesn't care what he does to this country on the way out, to me. That's yeah. clear, and I think... I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but keep an eye on him because when you talk about impeachment and taking away his Twitter, you know what it's doing? It's pissing him off. And there's only a couple ways he can get back, and that's screwing people in, in America. And that's the kind of thing that's, that scares me. And I, I said, if you listen to my podcast, two years ago, I said, he's not going anywhere. I go, if you think that that man is going to walk out of that uh, White House, you are crazy. 100%, he's going to go out kicking and screaming, and there's going to be an issue, and he's going to start a civil war. I said those words. It's happening. Yeah. We're not that far, I don't feel like. Far. I mean, it's we, yep. we in it. What happened the other day was the start of a civil war. If he says one other thing, you know what's going to happen in the inauguration? He's not going to go like a, sn- a sniveling coward. Okay, Pence will be there and he'll round up his people somewhere else and he'll have another gathering and it'll get violent. And then and then they're going to go crazy. The inciting won't stop. And I think he's ramping up for what he's doing in the life after. And that that scares me because he's not going anywhere. 
Right. And the crazy part is, and you, you, you have a very good thought process when you say grown people should be able to make decisions, but we know every day people are looking at things that they read. Like I was looking for on my phone a second ago. I know you you saw me. I was, there's a thing that, that says, um, the things that happen if he gets impeached, like we no longer have to pay for security for every year for him. We don't have to give him this, this 200,000, whatever he's supposed to get for the rest of his life because he was president. I'm cool with taking those things away because those yeah. are those are also to me things that hardworking people that money can go towards them, not somebody that just wants to keep causing these these issues, right? And so back to my point of like, like being said, a peaceful going out, and 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 yeah, there's people that have a lot of people that support them and they're bought into their way of thinking, but he uses that to me to incite when things don't go his way, let me stir them up because they're gonna do the dirty work. And that to me is where the problem is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I was reading something the other day. They've taken his Twitter. They've taken something else. Down. I want to say it's Parlay or Parlor or something Parler. like that. Right. They've taken that has a lot of his followers. And I'm not saying that you necessarily should to take them off of the Apple store and stuff like that. But people also got to remember, dude, like Twitter and these things are private companies. Like as much as you may think Zuckerberg has all this power. He's, Facebook is still a private company. Like Facebook don't really owe you. Like I, I love when people were putting up a year ago, like, yo, Instagram, don't use my pictures. You probably didn't <laughs> read that, that terms of service, right? Because, dude, once you put these pictures up here, they free game for Instagram, oh, yeah. buddy. You know what I'm saying? But I saw everybody like, yo, yo, Instagram, I don't give you permission to use my pictures. Dude, you, they own the platform. Dude, you out here using their platform, you know, and they, you use these platforms like, like they're public things for freedom of speech. These are private companies. As much as everybody get mad about it, that's what they are, you know? And so... To me, what Trump started to do was he used these places to rile up things. And like Ian said, I, don't, I want anybody to have a voice. He, he's as, as much right to a certain extent. But when you're asking for a riot, like, like a civil war, let's call it what it was. That's pretty much a civil war. Because if the wrong, let's think about it like this. 15 cops, black and brown, would have showed up on that line at first, at that first line. I think we're talking about more bodies. Because not only would it not only would it already been a problem because they're cops, because you heard the crowd. This is our country. This is what this is ours. That's our building. So imagine if there was black and brown cops. And just imagine this on its wildest terms. One of those dudes, he's a Muslim. And the cop, and because he's a Muslim and the, and the officer, his his superiors have respected his religion, they've let him wear, you know, the headdress that they wear, right? right. Imagine that out there at the beginning of that. With that, with that set of people. You know, so again, it's it's a different thing. Like you said, this conversation that we're having where I respect you as a man and you respect me and we're saying, we just don't think the same. You had some points. You also had some things you said that I didn't want to hear. But as a man, the re- conversation was respectful. Those things that are happening out there are way past respect. Right. And I agree. And I think that's, I think you hit it on the head uh, of the goal of what I'm trying to accomplish here, right? Is we can share the things, right? I don't necessarily agree with with everything, but we can have that conversation. I can go, oh, you know what? Like, for example, I didn't know the ramifications that if Trump gets impeached, what what happens in the future, right? All the things that he would be entitled to as an outgoing president that he'd have for the rest of his life. I can get behind that a little bit more. I do think it does create a divide still, right? But I can get behind taking those things away, right? I, I can absolutely 100% get behind that. You know, it and... I don't know if I know Ian, you know this, but I don't know if I I spent six years in law enforcement. Right. So I tend to look at things from maybe a little different perspective. Right. And I know some of the things that go on and I look and I go. Is it maybe a training issue in some of the things? Right. I mean, I had I had the luxury of working at two departments that were really big on training. Right. And they have yet to ever show up in the news. Right. And, you know, one of them was Pinellas County. And we spent a lot of time in Southside St. Pete, an area that you could very easily have one of these same scenarios an happen. of an incident. <laughs> you know, but I think, I think a lot of it came down to we were trained in a way that those things are less likely to happen, okay? Sure. But I also look at the Capitol piece to it and go, are the Capitol Police really trained to handle something like that? Like, I, I don't know what goes into becoming a police officer with the Capitol Police, right? I feel like it's almost a... I worked at one department. Now I'm going into retirement and I'm going to retire at the Capitol police because it's kind of, for lack of a better term, a cush job, right? Right. I'm not out there, you know, running, essentially running the streets, if you will, with, you know, going and chasing after people who have committed assaults or batteries or things like that. So it, is it, is it an issue with the, you know, the kind of the way things happen, they breach the Capitol? Is it a byproduct of 
the police officers that were there, not taking anything away from the men and women that were actually there trying to stop it, but do they lack the resources and training and the sheer numbers to stop something like that? Well, to me, first of all, the answer to me is no, okay? If you have that many people that want to get in, you can't stop them with 50 cops. Like, but once again, like you can say Black Lives Matter. You weren't going past that one. You were going to get capped, okay, period. And to me, um, it's the hypocrisy of everything that's happening. And it, you can say it on both sides, okay? But the hypocrisy of people still backing Donald Trump who incited that riot and then came out in the news and said, I called, you know, I called, I called in the, and he didn't, okay? He didn't call anybody. But he's still, he just lying in people's faces. And it's not, once again, that's not great. He just flat out lies and doesn't care that he lies. And Black Lives Matter, and I'll be honest with you, I, I get it. I don't know the, the basis of it. I really don't know how it started, who it started. I don't know what the message really is. As long as it stays peaceful to me, I'm good. And for the most part, I saw it being peaceful for the most part. But the hypocrisy of it is the same people that hated Black Lives Matter marching really peacefully are the same ones that rushed, you know, the, the steps of the Capitol, and it wasn't quite so peaceful, okay? It's, it's the same people doing the same exact thing. We It just looked different. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, what's happening with some of the riots and black people getting killed on the street for no reason, and then you have a white kid walking down the street with an AR that just killed people, and the cops are helping him along and giving him soda, you know, as a black American, you got to say, we have to, I hope people are watching this, okay? Yeah. I'm all for police, good police. I'm all for media, good media, okay? The, okay, you can said, we had a guy, Caucasian guy, shoot back at the cops, and he's still around. When I see a black man running away, and they shoot him in the back seven times, and then justify it, okay? If I have a gun, and you're running away from me, okay? Then the, the normal cops, and you, you probably attest to this, they'll say, well, you have to shoot to kill. Okay, let's stop right there. Let's change that rule. If somebody's running away from you, shoot them in the leg, then take care of the situation. You don't have to shoot the guy seven times in the back. I don't care. That's coward, okay? I don't care what the situation is. You don't, you don't have to shoot somebody seven times in the back. So I'm not about defunding anything. I think that's way extreme. That's, that's part of, you know, the extreme part, which right. I'm not part of. Why not sit them down and, you know, reteach them? Okay, there's a, few, a couple places in, in this country that have done that. And I saw this, and I can't remember what city it was. It was somewhere like in New Jersey. They literally took the cops. They fired them all. They brought in new ones. They taught them, this is what you're supposed to do. You're going to go in the neighborhoods. The people are going to know you. You're going to build stuff there. You're going to have relationships. And it's beautiful. The cops drive by. People are waving to them. It's because they think... The cops are on their side. The other day, people were calling cops traitor. You're a traitor. Mm, that's the same people that were pissed yeah. when people were saying defund. Traitor? That's an American cop. You know, and he's protecting our monument, our American. How is that guy a traitor? No, you're a traitor. Yeah, so absolutely. it's getting to a point now where there's Republicans, there's Democrats, and there's Trump. Yeah. And Republican is going to go away. I've heard many Republicans say that it's going to go away because I don't. I think a lot of Republicans now don't want their name on that and their face on that. They don't want no part of it. So I think it's time for a new party, anyways. I really do. Two parties is not enough. And, and yeah, that's a couple things here. One, uh, the place you're talking about, Camden, New Jersey. Camden, that, that's right. And when we were there, I know we were there kind of right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Camden was bad sure and they they have they have had quite the turnaround it's, great. it's amazing absolutely yeah so it could be done yeah and, and the, the other piece too if we track history over time there hasn't always just been republican and democrat there's been i republican and democrat aren't i don't believe the original parties in the country so this wouldn't be we wouldn't be setting precedent if you will by introducing a new party i think it's tough Right. I, I think it's really, really difficult. I think you'd have to have a big mass group because like Donald Trump, well, no, a big mass group of Republicans, let's say, to come and go, OK, we're going to create a new party because it, I mean, look at the presidential ballot. Right. When you went to vote, how many people were on that ballot? Five, six, I believe. And what percentage did, you know, Biden and Trump. Right. And then 
the other four people, what percentage of the votes did they get? And they were other parties, right? So it's great to say, hey, and, and I think it was, I think I was listening to Drew Garabo's show where he was talking about how, uh, and, and if I'm wrong, please, I, I apologize, but I believe he was talking about how he was voting for somebody outside of the Republican and Democrat mm-hmm. party because he didn't believe in either thing. And I think that's great, but how do we get enough traction behind that to make that have any viability, right? When you're talking about point, you know, one point two percent of the total votes, right, in an election, where do you go? How how do you push that along? How do you push that concept? Do you guys have any ideas? Um, first thing that I want to go back to is is back to what you were saying. It's it should be a new hashtag, right? Like blue lives matter sometimes because it, it it's like it didn't matter the other day, right? We, that's all we've been hearing. It's like blue lives matter because black lives matter. Not that they don't, but it's like when it's convenient. Again, like we were talking about, it didn't matter. Um. To your point of what you're talking about now, I think that's where we are right now that's making the career politicians nervous because these this new set of kids, this new set of people out here, they're not playing like they're going like like as crazy as everybody thinks the AOC thing um, is that story is what people love, though, because she came from she was just like them. She's almost like Cardi B in politics. Like two years ago. We were dropping dollar bills in Cardi B's panties. She's like a hip hop princess now. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a hip hop princess. AOC, two years ago, three years ago, she's serving coffee. You know, she's trying to put herself through school or whatever, right? Now she's in the she's in the building, which means, yeah, everything she does isn't right, but she's not a career person. She's kind of like me and you and be like, somebody's in here that can actually hear what's going on. That, to me, is what needs to start happening. Because I don't even know necessarily that even all the people who say, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, that they're aligning with all that stuff. It's just kind of like you said, it gives them a bigger platform to kind of get to speak on, right? What I think needs to, like, needs to happen and needs to keep happening is maybe we should start putting like a time limit on some of these people being in office like we do the president. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because think about it. We give the president, what, eight years? But you got politicians who've been in there like 40. Yeah, And absolutely. they don't even know how to use social media, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how can they even talk to... This new set of kids, and the only way they, that it seems like that they do want to talk to them, though, is when it's time to get a vote. Because those other two years, eh, yeah, eh, yeah. But when I yeah. need your vote, now I'm, I'm on everything. I got I got seven interns now that are, that are helping my Twitter keep going. Whereas Donald Trump, what he did do right was he used the tools. He went right there and he talked to them on that. And not just about political stuff. To your point, he talked to them about what he was feeling, which is okay to an, to an extent of – I think you should draw a line of when you're the president, though. Let's not incite it. Let's not incite a civil war. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> you mean, understand what I'm saying? You should be a little bit smarter. Right? right. You should be a little bit more cautious about what you're putting out there. Absolutely. But I, I like as, as an American person knowing that's what this person thinks. Right. Because, hey, what I what got me behind Trump in the beginning was, like you said, he wasn't the career politician. Right. He was going to do things differently. And that worked to an extent. It just, I think it was the wrong person mm-hmm. for that, right? I mean, Biden's been in politics, I think, 44 years. Actually, if we go back long enough, when I was a deputy, I actually did a security detail for uh, with the Secret Service for uh, uh, Obama and Biden. So I have a little bit of an emotional tie, right? right. But if, if all of this is wrong with the country, what did you do the last 44 years is a little bit of a question. but And I think, too, part of this discussion that's missing, and again, like I said, I think I've learned the most I've ever known about politics in the last couple of years, right? Because I've really been, like, into it in a deeper way. I think, if I'm not mistaken, when we're growing up and we learn this stuff in school, the government is supposed to have checks and balances, right? Right. Whatever happened when Trump got in there, I don't know whether people were scared that that they were going to get fired because he was, like, the guy from The Apprentice or whatever, but it's like we lost the checks and balances. Because to me, if those things were in place or those things were really being used, then you slow down. You you don't slow down what he says, but you do get the country to feel like these things aren't just going to happen because he got on TV and said it. Other people should be speaking up about, and not just people who are not even in politics. The politicians that we've got in these offices should be speaking up and not just, it's like, it's like everybody's speaking up now because it's like, well, I got to save my future. So yeah. now I'm going to denounce Trump. But he's got nine <laughs> days, like you said. Yeah. yeah. And this didn't just start. It's just gotten to a, a, the peak of it now. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is a big part that's missing, too. Like, we're I don't totally hold him. I told him totally accountable for his actions. But everything that's going on in that government, there's other people in there that should be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I they agree. should be they should they should a long time ago. This didn't just start. This is just the peak of it. 
You know, it's like yeah. now it's like, you know what? We ain't scared of nothing you say. We will go in any building we want. This is ours. This is what we want to do. And now we're at this. And now it's like, well, you know what? I, I, I've been not agreeing with him. But you've been sitting at the lunch table with him for four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well take that a step further, right? You had a, some senators who, Republican senators, who, by all means, the Electoral College, once we got to that point, it's a rubber stamp, right? It goes in the Congress. Congress, Congress puts their stamp on it. Yep, Joe Biden's the next president. We have Republican senators who go, yeah, we're going to fight that, right? We're going to essentially wreak havoc on the system, right? How much responsibility, responsibility do they have? Because to me, those, and I know it was uh, Howley and Cruz were two of them, and there was a few others. And supposedly those, uh, Howley and Cruz are supposedly brilliant, right? That, that's from what I was hearing in an interview, that those guys are ridiculously smart, Okay. But to me, they, I, to me, they play a bigger role than Trump does in this because they kept it going. They, they essentially took what I think a lot of people feel was crazy talk by Trump ever since the election happened and gave it some credibility and said, well, maybe he's right. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, before, probably two years ago, and I, I, this is the first time I've ever voted, okay? I'm, I'm Canadian. Uh, I, I got my uh, citizenship, so I'm an American citizen. This is the first time I voted, and Trump made me vote, okay? Uh, this whole time, my whole life, I've always said I don't believe in politics. I still don't believe in it because I, I watch it, and it's just convenient. It's just rich people being convenient. That's all that's happening right now, yeah. okay? Because you guys— uh, Lindsey Graham and Bard, get out of here. Don't tell me you don't like what Donald Trump's doing now after he did 55,000 things that were wrong in the last four years. Yeah. Conveniently, they're doing it now because people are falling off. For the whole time, they stroked him, they stroked him, you're our guy, you're our guy. And your boy Cruz might be brilliant, but he's a coward. You're going to talk bad about my wife's looks and my father, and then you're going to call... He called Trump a sniveling coward. If I call anybody in this room a sniveling coward, from that point on, we will never be good. Because right. I don't hang out with sniveling <laughs> cowards. That's just me. Exactly. So to me, it's it's so convenient. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen times where, you know, everybody's like, okay, we got to do something about this economy. And then I remember somebody said, are any of you guys willing to not come here in private jets? And they're all looking at each other like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. We can't take that away. Because exactly. that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the, the people that are rolling around in private jets and don't really care about us are the ones that are making the decisions whether people should get $600 or $2,000. The, yeah. the system is flawed. And, and the system really doesn't care about the American people. And that's not Republican. That's not Democrat. That's period. We, we're trying to make decisions, okay? And we're literally putting Tucker Carlson and Anderson Cooper in a room and say, you guys, you settle it. It's never going to happen. Right. It doesn't happen. So the system's flawed. It doesn't care about the people. And I don't like we're talking about the police. If it's if it's okay to shoot somebody in the back seven times, which we said it is. We've said in the system it's okay to shoot a black man in the, in the back seven times because nothing happened to the cop. So then it's okay. So just like that, the system is flawed and something's got to be changed. But as Americans and ignorant Americans, and I think that's a lot— we cannot get together and come to any kind of logical, intelligent conclusion anymore. And it's, I think it's going to get worse going forward. Yeah. And, and if, I didn't, if I didn't learn anything else, and even back to all the way down to me, the first thing I think we have to do, to me, if you're asking my opinion, is look in the mirror, right? So when I get up every morning, I look in the mirror. And I got plenty of dudes around me, from hip-hop dudes to dudes who are in the hood getting money to dudes who are getting money the right way to guys like you that I – that are on this friendship thing I got. But every kid I meet, I try to tell them this. And this is when it comes to a gun. I'm not saying you don't have the right to bear arms, but three seconds the wrong way can have you messed up for 20 years. So just think before you move. And if it's possible, which it should be, get your gun legally, go get training, learn how to use it, and don't just take a gun with you everywhere because you can. Because you can get somewhere and there's alcohol involved or you bump my car by mistake, which is a mistake that happens in every parking lot in America, right? Every but day. all of a sudden, I got a gun. Now I'm boisterous. That's what I preach to people because that's where, to me, it has to start. It has to start with me trying to get that message right, right? So then you say, which I've learned, like I said, in this political stuff that I've learned over these last couple of years of really being deeply involved, we've got to start looking at these lower levels because that's who, that's who, that's who like he said, that's who becomes the career politician that when Trump is gone, Obama's gone, 
Biden's gone. We're still got this 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 mayor or this such and such that we that has been making these decisions for our neighborhood all the time. Yep. And they're showing you that they don't care because because they're not fighting for nothing for us on a local level. You understand what I'm saying? So I think we've got to get ourselves versed more in that as well, as well as we got to put the phone down. Like, that's what I had to do. I had because it was right. becoming so bad. Jason will tell you, I was coming here some days, dude. I was just I was I was rocked out because I'm just I'm watching. There's there's nothing you can tell me, but they try. If I watch you sit on a black man's neck for eight minutes and 40 some seconds and he's begging you for his life with four other cops around standing, chilling, looking at the camera like what you going to do? You're not going to tell me he did nothing to deserve that moment. Right. But they try to. I'm watching it. It's not like you're outside and, and you can and somebody goes, well, you cross the street in traffic. I can't I can't even argue because I wasn't out there. Yeah. But I'm watching this. And this is what has happened to guys like me and Ian. We're watching these things continue to happen. But we're getting told that this is not what we're seeing. And it's, yeah. it's like the rest of the country. We're watching. We're hearing Donald Trump say certain things. And then we'll, the news will come on right after that. Whatever channel it is. And I got two dudes left, right, whatever they're doing. I don't need them. I just heard it. I don't need, yeah. I don't need the far left. I don't need the far right. I don't need any of I don't look, man, you put your pants on like me. I don't need your opinion about everything. Just give me the facts and let me deal with it. Let me deal with it at my dinner table. Let me deal with it with guys like you who are, we're out here every day, going to work every day, trying to, trying to get our lives in order for our family. This guy on TV. And that's where things to me, like you said about the media, they're getting skewed because it's opinions. So Donald Trump's thing gets magnified one way or the other. Yep. And we've lost the facts. And now we're arguing. And now I don't want to hear what you got to say. You don't want to hear what I got to say. And nothing got solved. And now we're at the Capitol building, tearing down fences. People are getting killed. And we're arguing now about a lady inside who broke in the Capitol building and died. That's what we're arguing about now. But like Ian said, I got a guy who was sitting in a car with his daughter in the back, his girlfriend here, on Facebook Live. And he says... You asked me to get my ID. I am licensed to carry a gun. I have it here, but my wallet is here. I'm going to reach for it because you told me to. And he got five pumped in him mm-hmm. yeah. on Facebook Live. That's, that's the world we're living in. Right. And, and, and look, that, that is one that, and I kind of mentioned it before, to me, right, from being on the other side, that's a training issue, right? That's a, hey, you stay right there. You don't move. I'm going to have somebody else come. We're going to have you come out of the car, right? And we're going to we're going to deal with this in a way that it can be controlled, right? Because at the end of the day, you want everybody wants to go home safely, right? Whether it's the person who was stopped or the cop, okay? Look, I, I've been in plenty of situations with guys with guns, right? And, you know, most of them ended up hand-to-hand, okay? It, there's one that I can think of in Progress Village that... It, it ended it ended fine right no one got shot right but there is a, there's a mental aspect to it there's a mental aspect to i saw the gun i asked you to get out of the car so i can get you away from the gun but i kept seeing you reach for that gun and you're telling me no you're not going to get out of the car then you get out of the car and i'm saying turn around put your hands up get on your knees right because at that point i can control what's going on i can figure out right does he have it? Does he not have it? Meanwhile, this guy's reaching for his waistband, turning around, doing everything other than what I'm asking him to, right? And I, the point that I remember so vividly is thinking, I have my gun pointed at this guy, and he is doing everything other than what I'm asking him to do. If he did what I asked him to do, we would move on, right? Long story short, the guy ended up having a concealed weapons permit. Okay, of which he decides in this midst of do this, do this, do this. No, no, no. Oh, by the way, I have a concealed weapons permit. Okay, great. Maybe if we started with that, right? right, This is a whole different thing. Honestly, if we started with that, it's okay. I get my partner to come. Hey, come on out of the car because his gun was illegal the way it was. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was not concealed. and, And that was kind of the big thing. Right. And or at least it started out not concealed. It ended actually not concealed, but we didn't know that. We couldn't see through the tint. Right. But long story short, it would have been, hey, we're going to take this. We're going to put it in the trunk because you can't have it there like that. Here's your education for the day. Right. You have a concealed weapons permit. Here's the law. Go on. Have a nice day. That's how it should have ended in all honesty. Right. Like I said, it actually ended fine. He did go to jail. Right. But 
he didn't go to the hospital, right? He didn't get shot. We didn't get shot, right? So it ended up okay. So so there's there's that aspect to it. Um, and I'm not sure where else I was going with that. Other I think than, that's all we're asking. The, the, I think that, the that's, a, that's the story, right? If you want to know what we're asking for, that's all we're asking. Yeah. Like that, that, that right there. You you being in a tense situation, it gets like that. So you got to protect your life. But right. at the end of the day, you didn't just go pat 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 right. and then go. Well, you know what? Look at this body cam footage. I'm justified. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was a bit of talking somebody off of a cliff. And I, and on on the other side of me being a black man, like I that's what I preach. I'd be like, look, dude, like. That eight seconds or eight minutes that you spent, we could have kind of got out of this if you just be like, look, dude, especially if you know you're not knowing anything. I, I, I don't owe anybody any child support money. Uh, my license is going to be good. My license plate yeah. is good. And it's my car. Dude, come on, man. How quick can we get out of this? Yeah. That's what yeah. I want to know. Like, but I want to get out of this living. That's what I, and that's, like I said, I don't, even at the Capitol building, right? I don't think that if you talk to any black person or any brown person that they wanted them to get shot. Yeah. What we want is when we're in that same instance, though, we don't get shot either like they didn't get shot. And I I think to uh, touch on what you said, I I think I disagree with you when you say it's a training issue. And this is why. From all these videos that we're talking about that we see, and as Americans and humans, you look at them, you go, it's kind of not, it's not right. You see what I mean? That being said, there's sometimes where I go, as a black man, you have to know you couldn't do that. And you, 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 I could have told you you were going to get shot in that situation. So it's not all one-sided. But the problem I have is in the instance where a guy got shot seven times in the back, it was okay. Because they, they said that's what, that's what they were supposed to do. So that's not training. That's what they're being taught to do. It, well, and I think it's still a training issue. You shouldn't be trained like that. And, and let me take a step back, being the lawyer in the room here, mm-hmm. right? And, and let's look at it for a second. There actually was a time in the U.S. that you could shoot a fleeing felon in the back and you didn't have to have any other... Like just it, now, it's happening now. No, though. but I mean, it was it was actually 100% legal. It was a case out of Tennessee. It was, wow. I, I want to say 60s or 70s, and it was like a 17, 17 or 18-year-old kid. He technically burglarized a home because a lady had a pie sitting, oh, sitting in her window. Okay, so this is a real life case, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting in her window, he goes, reaches in the window, there's your burglary, takes the pie, right? Now he's a fleeing felon when he runs, okay? Well, guess what? The, it was in Tennessee, okay? Cops shot him in the back, and the Supreme Court eventually came and goes, you can't do that. Now, is there a legal way, and this is, I, I mean this solely from the legal perspective. Mm-hmm. Is there a legal way to shoot a fleeing felon in the back? Yes, okay? But they have to be a danger to you or the public, okay? So the guy that's running away from you and shooting at you, yeah, you can shoot him, right? Sure. And you may hit him in the back, sure. right? I get but, that. But he's shooting. He's, he's actively shooting at you, and God knows what's around, right? I mean, the, the problem with bullets is they don't always hit their intended target, right? right? So if he's shooting at you, who's behind you, right? Flip it around. You're shooting at him, and you're running. I don't know if I, either of you guys have shot handguns before, but it's hard enough standing still <laughs> to hit the target, <laughs> mm-hmm. let alone running at somebody and hitting a target what's beyond that person right so there's there's a lot of other concerns but um yeah look you, you shouldn't be shooting people in the back i i mean i always preferred fighting somebody hand to hand than drawing down on them right it just was just one of those things um but you know kind of as we as we move through this because i do have a second piece that i want to get to how kind of to wrap up how as you know just kind of regular guys because i think that's that's what we are in this room how do we get people to have these conversations and, and have it be okay that it doesn't have to be, you're not on the same side as me, so you're wrong. Or you voted for Trump, Trump, so you're automatically a racist and a bigot and a jerk because it's not the case, right? right. Donald Trump, to me, isn't, doesn't stand for me, right? And see, knowing what I know now, if I could go back and change my vote from a couple months ago, yeah, you know? I don't know what I would do, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would vote for Biden or maybe maybe I just make the choice not to cast a vote, Correct. right? And I think there's some power in that, right? Everybody says vote, vote, vote. Yeah, but maybe if I'm, if I'm being intellectual about it, maybe me not casting a vote mm-hmm. is the same. Sure. Okay, but how do we have that conversation? Well, I don't know if there's an, a simple answer to that, okay? Because like we've been saying you know, throughout this conversation, I think the majority of Americans are good civil people. I really do believe that. 
And like everybody in this room, I'm good with everybody in this room. And I, I would have your back. That's the way it is. Like, I know you're good people. Uh, and I think we can have good conversations. Okay. It's, it's that's the fringe people, the ones that are going to the Capitol, the ones yeah. that are marching and, you know, looting. It's, it's, it's those are the ones that are messing it up for everybody else. And I think the majority of America are, are good people. I really do believe that. But there's sometimes I sit down and I talk to somebody and with me, and I'm a pretty sensible, level-headed person. I really don't get high and low. I just really pretty level. You do. You um, like some, they'll say two words and I'll know right away not to, I cannot have a conversation with them. I can't. Yeah. We, our, our politics are so opposite where it's just not going to work. So I just don't think there's a simple solution to this thing. Because to me, if you were the one who's justifying a lot of things that Donald Trump's doing along the way, I I don't believe I could have an you know an educated conversation with you. Okay, like for me, this is once again this is my opinion. Okay, if somebody says to me, "Well, do you think Donald Trump is racist?" and I'll, this is what I'll say, "Do you?" and they'll go, "Well, well," and I go, "Well, just yes or no, please." You know. So if you ask me, I'm gonna have a very distinct answer. Okay, and it's going off of maybe a thousand things I've seen before, after, during the whole nine yards. Okay, it's if you if you Google Ian Beckles racist, I hope nothing comes up. Yeah, Google Donald Trump racist, see what comes up. It's gonna it's gonna be forty years of mayhem. So if you're that person that, keep, that doesn't think he is, that's your opinion. That's fine. But I'm just letting you know. People that are my color, it's not a debatable thing, okay? It's, it's just not anymore, and that's not politics. That's human nature, and that's life. So I think some of us are so polar, uh, so so opposite that I just don't know if everybody is able to have just a reasonable conversation, unfortunately. You have, yeah. And you have to be able to listen, right? Like, yeah. I don't know Donald Trump's history, right? Other than, yeah, you know, he, he owns a lot of stuff, right? And... He had the TV show. So I don't, and I've never gone to look to see. All I know is these four years. Go look. Right? So, it, and you have to be able to receive that message. And I think that may be part of it, right? Is not just that you can put it out there, but I have to be able to go and willing to go, hey, you know what? Maybe there's something to that. Maybe I should do my research and understand mm-hmm. what, you know, five years ago and beyond looks like. But, Ethan, what do you think? Um, I think. Starting from what both of you said, we have to be open to the conversations. What I what I've done is um, with my platform and anything I'm in, I'll talk to anybody because I feel like I'm going to learn something. Whether it's I learned that I don't like you, <laughs> or I, or I learned that wow, it was some things I just didn't know. And you know, when we started the podcasting, it was very much a lot of humor. It was very much a lot of it's a good time because that's what Brittany and I are, right? And when I'm with Ian, it's a good time. It's sports. It's whatever. When I'm with Jason, it's about the same. Meeting you, it's been about the same. But I'm open to these conversations. And I, I think that I had to be because what happens is I'm in a different place than a lot of people. Right. So I'm this hip hop kid that that's my space. But with hip hop, it's always been this thing of like, we've been the voice of a lot of different things and we we're in everything. Now the music doesn't so much speak to that now, unless you get deeper to these not so popular artists. Right. But right. we used to have, we used to have, and Ian can probably attest, we had the gambit that was popular for a long time from public enemy over here to LL Cool J over here. That's how I was brought up in this thing. But I feel when you're on a platform like mine, it's not the, it's not the normal space that you would see or hear a Donald Trump discussion. But I felt that I needed to be open to that from all sides. Like we just had my guy, Kyle. Kyle was a GM at one of the clubs I was at, right? But if I have ever heard anybody be pro-Trump and find a way to make everything that's being said from that side correct, it was him, whether it was his Facebook post or if we've had a discussion. And the only thing I say, and I'm I'm with Ian with this, nobody's going to sit across from me and be disrespectful because then we're probably going to be in another place. But as long as the conversation remains uh, respectful, then I'll probably have you on my platform. I probably may not want to have you again, but I feel in every conversation I learned something, whether I just found out something that I didn't know about Donald Trump or found out something that somebody who supports him thinks. And I'm like, Ian said, I may need to do research because I think what's happening to a lot of people, they go to the top of Google and that's the belief. You know, we've had to dive a little deeper. Like I've had to open up to being able to sit here with a guy like yourself, talk to Ian, talk to Jason, talk to Brittany, hear things like Brittany does not want to hear anything Trump. Like she does not, she, she doesn't even understand how impeachment went and he's still in the building. She just doesn't even understand it. Then I had Tony and Crystal on and their whole thing was they didn't care what happened just for the state of the mental of the United States. 
they needed him gone. Just for the mental portion of like, just the stress he's caused on a nation, he needed to be gone. I needed to hear those. And I needed to be, I felt like I needed to be, if I've got a platform that people listen to, pe- other people needed to hear that. Because like, like what Ian's saying right now, what you're saying, these are all very good points. And I think that for the people who don't want to listen, that hopefully one of them may support one of these people that may be around. Like somebody may be really cool with Kyle and be like, Kyle was on Econ Show. I want to hear that. And then they had to hear me though, because I had points in that. They want to hear <laughs> right. Kyle. They had to hear me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, and maybe somehow with that, maybe they can go to a restaurant or a bar and they run into a guy that thinks different from them. And then a conversation, it's a little bit more. I just feel like we have to do that because I'm not going to be disrespected. So anybody was talking to me, like, I don't do Twitter arguments. I don't. Like, somebody, I'll be like, oh, this is a Twitter argument. I, I, that's why I didn't recognize it because I don't do it. I don't know you. You're a keyboard guy. I don't know you. Right. I'll, I say stuff all day on Twitter, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'll do this all day. But like to Ian's point, I'm not going to be disrespected. I don't care. It could be one of my own people. I'm just not going to do it. But an, a conversation where I can learn something, whether it's even something like Ian said, that now I know that you're a racist. I learned that in this conversation, you know, and, and that's, that's what I think we all have to start doing. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get people to do it, you know, unless they're going to get a check or they get to be the center of attention. But that for me, like you said, if we're going to, if I'm going to do something to start, I look at the man in the mirror and I, I start there, you know, a lot of people uh, don't know the racist. Okay. A lot of people like when everybody's gathered and like I said at the beginning, I don't really know that much about Black Lives Matter, okay? So I really stay away from it, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm okay with people picketing peacefully, but what I'm seeing at a rally, everybody is chanting FBLM. It's a little extreme, isn't it? Right. It's, it's extreme. It is. It's, it's, it's unnecessary. So if, if we're the mob of people yelling that, as a black man, it's scary, Okay, when you have, you know, Charlottesville, when everybody's, there was a lot of people there that were like-minded. So when you bring up racism in America, a lot of people get tense, like, we're not all racist. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is there's a lot of them out there. And I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying there's a lot of them out there. And if you're somebody that will pick it with those people and you're chanting FBLM, does it make you racist? Maybe not, but it's a good place to start. It's a good place yeah. to start looking. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's we're right back to extremes when we when we talk mm-hmm. about that that type of stuff. So you know, I think really it's just be open minded, right? Mm-hmm. Open your ears, listen, and, and be be receptive to other points of view. I mean, and I know we talked about social media a little bit. I, I see it. Everyone, don't talk to me. I don't want to be your friend. Unfriend me. Block me. Whatever. If you voted for Donald Trump. I, that doesn't help. That only puts mm-hmm. us further apart, right? Having these conversations really do help. And I appreciate you guys having this conversation. I do want to jump to a part two of this conversation. But I do want to bring the legal side back into it real mm-hmm. quick when we talk about impeachment. Um, from the legal point of view, and, and not just from the practical point of view, but from what I understand, the articles of impeachment are going to be under insurrection, okay? They're going to lose. They're going to lose every day of the week. Now, if they... They truly wanted to, and I'm not saying they don't truly want to, but I, I think if they truly wanted to get Trump out and have some teeth behind it, you charge him with conspiracy. Okay? Because you don't have to be a known actor in a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You just have to play a very minute role in it. And, and you could take what he said and turn that into a conspiracy. And this isn't that far-fetched because guess what charge they used on a lot of the people they've caught so far? Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you really want to impeach him, actually write them up with write those articles of impeachment up with something that's going to have some teeth, not just the oh, it sounds sexy to say it's an insurrection because that sounds worse. And no one really knows what conspiracy is because it's it's really a a complicated legal type of thing. No, let's jump into that complicated legal thing. And if we're going to do it, let's do it the right way. Right. And let's let's do it with with conspiracy and let's take away those lifelong benefits right now at the same time let's just find a way to all come together and not have these issues anymore i don't want to have this conversation ever again i like you guys i want to have conversations with you guys i don't want to ever have to have this conversation again that was part one of the conversation here about donald trump and the state of republicans and democrats Make sure you listen to us next week where we're going to dive into with uh, Ian Beckles and DJ Eek. And we talk about the social media aspect and Donald Trump's Twitter 
being shut down by Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, speaking of those social media platforms, please go ahead and check us out there. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. But as I was saying about the social media, like our pages, follow our pages, like our content. Okay, we put it all out there for you all. So hopefully it's enjoyable. Uh, if, if there's any suggestions that you have either for the show or for our social media, hit me up on lawfather at tampalawfather.com, the email address specifically dedicated for this show. And as always, it's the Lawfather here. Lawfather out. I'm Jerry Pitot, CEO of Radio Influence. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on any of our programming, or if you have some show ideas you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you take time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means more than you could ever know. Without you, the listener, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to all of our programming. You can find all of Radio Influence's programming on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.